And welcome back to the Part-Time Otaku Podcast. My name is Dave. My name is Grant. And today we're going to talk about Season 4, Episode 15 of Attack on Titan. Um, double episode this week. Mm-hmm. You know, we had uh, the one-week hiatus because of the earthquake in Japan while Season 4, Episode 14 was airing. So uh, they dropped two on us this week. And as a result, we are dropping two podcasts on you this week. So you're welcome. Enjoy. Um, if it's your first time here, we're anime-only watchers, we haven't read the manga, all of our theories are genuine, um, the show, you know how this really works is we briefly summarize the episodes, go, you know, we go over it beat by beat, our favorite moments, a little bit of theories here and there, some nitpicks perhaps, but mostly just, you know, breaking it down, um, before we jump into that, you know, every week we like to feature, you know, a piece of fan art that we catch on, you know, the you know, all the other all the subreddits out there and all the Attack on Titan stuff, um, and social media. But this week, um, we're going with something that Mappa, the studio that makes the show, put out. Um, they put out two or three key images for this episode and last episode. So the one you're looking at is one that the director of this episode put out, and it's of young Zeke, and it was so cool. I was like you know, we kind of have to use this one. Um, just because it's a killer thumbnail. It's so fitting. It, it's so fitting. Yeah. This is such a cool episode. Um, so yeah, without further ado, let's just jump into it. Season 4, episode 15. I'll start us off. So, Zeke recalls his childhood and how he forcefully indoc- and how he was forcefully indoctrinated by his parents. He becomes friends with Tom Ksaver, a researcher and current holder of the Beast Titan. Mr. Kassaber becomes a mentor to Zeke over the years, and they are unified by their shared vision of an eventual euthanization of all Eldians to bring an end to Eldia's suffering. We learn this same vision is what uni- unites Zeke and Aaron in the present. Zeke triggers the Thunder Spear, detonating it and catching Levi by surprise. So yeah, interesting episode. You Very know, interesting episode. Didn't ex- did not see this coming. No, me neither. You know, it, yeah. it made sense. Um, you know, Zeke has always been such an interesting character. It's been really interesting to know what's been driving him. And, you know, we're coming off such a great episode uh, last week or, you know, season of episode 14, where it looks like Zeke is in some perilous conditions. So now, you know, now is a really good time to figure out where he comes from. Mm-hmm. Um We knew a bit of it, a bit of this, right? We heard kind of Grisha's side of raising Zeke. Yeah. Um, at the end of season three, uh, part two, when his, they had the basement reveal. And his regrets. Yeah. Grisha yeah. really owned up, you know, and we're about to learn, like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, he, this, he this did, was hard to watch. <laughs> he did really own up to, like, yeah, he kind of fucked up raising Zeke, right? He, you know, Grisha had felt like he was radicalized by his own parents, and in turn, he radicalized his own child to try and, you know, overcorrect, and uh, he maybe fucked up Zeke just as much as he himself was fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was right about that because this whole show or this whole episode, at least, is dick, you know pretty more or less dedicated to Zeke and uh, his kind of coming of age as a as an Eldian and, and Marley. And you know, parts of this are familiar, like with mm-hmm. what we've seen with Reiner, yeah, and Falco in present day. And uh, yeah, Zeke didn't uh, he didn't have it easy. No, it looks like they no. all had it rough. They did, yeah. The it was the nice thing about this, you know. I say that this is a very dark episode. Yeah. Um, very dark. But you know, it, it's only been like ten episodes ago, and doesn't it all feel doesn't doesn't it feel like we're going back down memory lane again? Like it's, it, I feel nostalgic for these moments in Marley already. Yeah. We're still within the same season, you know. I, I you know, you know, when this whole thing is done, probably. My favorite moments have been all in in watching like the kids, you know, seeing the the kids kind of grow up a little bit and lit like their moments up to the moment when Aaron kind of like trashes the party, the days and or weeks leading up to that. It was really good stuff. Yeah, man, I, I agree with you. It's really interesting because we have so much context for how everything happened on Parody Island, and we know where these people come from. It yep. feels like it's been a really really um, educational and like uh contextual bonus to see where reiner came from to see Mm. where anna came from or annie came from and now zeke and knowing his circumstances and we you know zeke has always been a little bit different um because we knew that there was a obviously very direct connection with him and aaron and grisha Mm -hmm. um really cool to get his side of the story so first scene of the episode is you know 
they leave the the walls they get kind of a pass and a janitor splashes water all over grisha and his family basically saying i I love the way you worded this in our kind of just like our show like uh you know, just like notes and prep for the episode. Fresh, yeah. fresh Eldian hate scene. <laughs> so, you know, in, in case I love you, that. in case you, uh, in case y'all forgot, these people are trash. Yeah. <laughs> One more time, a little sneaky hammer over that. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> fucking janitor is like, yeah, they told me to take out the trash. Yeah, it um, was so, so yeah. heavy-handed. So, yeah, he throws his mop bucket all over them, you know, and, like, again, you know, I don't think if you're listening to this or you saw this episode out of context, right? So, obviously, you know, this just further drives home the point, and they've done this the whole series, or the whole mm-hmm. season, I should say, of Eldians are really lower than low, you know what I mean? This yeah. guy's job is sweeping the floor and all that, and but he's a Marley. He has, like, a blood, hit, you know, just by virtue of where and how he was born and who is you know his his culture he has significant social status over them and he's allowed to treat them like shit and yeah. he does um he also says something really important that i think is uh, a through line of the episode yeah where he says you know you people and we've heard gabby say this a lot right you mm-hmm. people we've heard a lot of people say this you people terrorized the rest of the world for thousands of years and now you have to atone for your sins. But yet, here you are pumping mm. out kids. And he's saying that to Grisha, right? Because Grisha yeah. is with his then-wife, Dina Fritz, and mm. his child, Zeke. And he makes a point of that. you know. And this, uh, this ends up becoming a point throughout the rest of the episode of this whole, like, why are you breeding? You know mm. what I mean? This, this weird, shitty attitude. And it also hits uh, the episode off on the right foot, Grant, because... Grisha, you know, is right in Zeke's ear. So yeah. See how bad it is? Yeah. See how shitty it is out here? Mm-hmm. You're going to save everybody. You know, we're going to, you're going to, if you want to change, you know, if you want this to be better, you got to change it. The pressure has begun. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, and I, yeah, God, you know, so much of this, um, in retrospect, especially when you think about Reiner and Gabby and Falco, it's just people weaponizing their kids. Yeah. You know, we've talked about, like, this circle of hate and radicalization, and yeah. it all depends on where you're born, and Attack on Titan has done a very good job of illustrating all those all those themes. Um, and this, I feel like they really hammered home in this episode, yeah, the weaponization of youth. Yeah. And my God, is it a bummer. And, and you know, it's it, to go back to last episode for a moment... This is what Flock is doing now. This is kind of like the goal of they're they're hitting like the young, the new recruits, you know. Because there's, it's funny because there's in, in the moment uh, one of the the recruits like in line is you know I think they're saying my dad says we should yeah. do this and like they they're constantly you know it's like you said they're they're reminding us of like you know the youth are the one that are fighting these wars, you know, and that, that's like any war really for the most part. It's always the young you know the young that have to go to war and yeah and and this is you know like it's weapon is you know exactly you put it perfectly dave the weapon is weaponization of youth is probably there's been so many themes and it's kind of just opening up into like a bigger umbrella but like this is just one of the things sitting up top like it's you know the the sins of the father but like it's just you know it seems like there's one country that just you know keeps continuing and continuing to repeating the cycle at any cost and uh marley just a bunch of fuckers yeah man um then we get this montage well not a montage it's a scene of zeke yeah. uh struggling in his warrior training um because at this point you know he's old enough he's young but he's old enough that he's in the warrior candidate program right mm-hmm. so very much to like what falco and gabby were like uh until very recently he looks younger than falco yeah He's yeah. young, uh, you know, he, he's in the program, but he's struggling, right? He's way behind, also very much like Reiner and Falco, if you remember, yeah. sto- you know, the flashbacks from when they were kids, really at the back of the line. Mm-hmm. Um, we see Mr. Ksaver there. This is the guy at the end of last uh, episode. He's wearing the same glasses as Zeke. And he's just kind of, yeah, he's there with, uh, old, with your boy young McGath. McGath. Young yeah. McGath. <laughs> um, and yeah, he's just, you know he's just not doing well. Uh, but no. Mr. Ksaver has his uh, has his eyes on Zeke, and then 
you know, he, then Zeke is like studying the Siege of Lagos thing. Mm. Who is that? It's not his dad yet. Is that his grandfather teaching him? No, because... Who is that? School? I think... No, because he... Um, I think he finishes day, and I think he tries to say... Or Grisha asks, how was your day? And he goes, oh, it was tough. And I think Grisha kind of hits home. He goes, oh, don't worry. You know, like, you're you know, you're going to be... Uh, you're going to be a warrior one day. Kind of like just, like, pushing and pushing yeah, and pushing yeah, it. Yeah. And then they drop Zeke off at his grandparents. Yes. And then they say a line at the door of, like, oh, we're going to our... It's like a dance group or some shit? Yeah, so- social dance hall, which, you know, when you think about, like, in the time period this is set, that kind of fits into the world a little bit yeah no it, that was yeah, like a big a, thing there's like dance halls and everyone met up and you know like the, it kind of made sense like yeah you know they, they clearly had a cover the audience knows yeah. that they're yeah, they're yeah. going to do some eldian restorationist type shit but yeah. they were clearly then, hiding it from their own parents so that says something yeah and then but they kind of make it sound like the parents know because mm-hmm. the i think the the dad says like you're gonna get yourself in trouble or you know like you're gonna get yeah. caught and you know, but but yeah, yeah no. So that point that wasn't clear to me. I'm not. I wasn't yeah. sure if the parents knew. Sorry, go ahead. So I so yeah. So like the scene of Lagos, like the the tutoring is just his grandparents kind of because they say like, oh, is like your is your is your dad teaching you our history? Like you know, like yeah. this is important, and it kind of hits it home. And now there's yeah yeah. So that happens, and then I'm just gonna skim across because I I have a thought here, something I want to get to. The next couple scenes is, like, Zeke finishes training early one day. Yeah. And this is, like, it's shortly thereafter, uh, this scene. And he sees a boy playing catch with his dad. Mm. And he goes to ask his dad, Grisha, to do the same. And Grisha's like, oh, great, you're done. We can study more. We can study more. <laughs> yeah. It, it, do I have the order here right, Grant? Does, no, does, I, does... Think, I think he had met Tom and he had thrown a ball with Tom that one right. time when they introduced themselves. And then there's a day where he finishes up early, okay. And he sees the father and son playing baseball, and he, that's when he runs home. I, right. I think there's some spacing between, right? Okay. The version one of the Siege of Lagos, and then version two of okay. the Siege of Lagos. Yeah, that's what I. So there's two things there you just mentioned, right? One yeah. is the baseball, which we talked about last episode. Yeah. That they showed some uh, random close-ups on the baseball at the beginning of season four. Zeke has always had this affinity for baseball. You know, and now they really hit it home in this episode. He's a fucking, he throws heat as he mm. as a uh, scaver says. Yeah. Um. But I wanted to talk about the revisionist history. So mm. that is, you know, the siege of Lagos, where his grandparents tell him, you know, it's basically like how the Eldians are the worst people ever, and yeah, it was taken in a night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then Grisha gives him like a slightly different version in which. You know, it's there. It wasn't really, didn't really work out that way. And how the Eldians were really the good guys. Yeah. Um. You ready for the trivia bomb? Yeah. You ready, bro? This is. But, but okay, before you hit me with the trivia, I have a question. Fuck. Go ahead. There's, there's, I don't know, because it would be in the scene with, um, Grisha and Zeke. So I guess like version two of the Siege of Lagos telling. Yeah. The revision, or you know the apparently original telling of it yeah he makes a point of like zeke is fully invested in the cause like on grisha's side he goes but like ymir wouldn't do that like ymir wouldn't just you know do that to her people yeah so you can tell at this point that he like torn he is a kid do do you think he's torn yet or do you think he fully believes what his father is saying i think well good point i think he believes what his father is saying because he has no other frame of reference to not um but I think he also just lives in a really high stress environment. Yeah. Um, but no, I I think that at the, up until this point, I think he was bought in with his dad. Yeah. Okay. That's so my sorry, thought. sorry, that, that was just my question. So sorry, as as you were. The trivia bomb. Are you ready? Yes. It's unfortunately not as great as past trivia bombs, but I think it's pretty dope. Okay. Season two credits. Season two finale, and this is what's fucked about this show because it has as far as I can tell, nothing to do with what happens. But you remember season two finale, Aaron uses the the coordinate ability for the first time. Remember that episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The credit sequence for the finale of season two is the animated version of the Siege of Lagos. Sup. Whoa, whoa, okay. Yeah. Like, I don't remember that at all. 
No, fucking neither, neither did I. So what? It was just played out like a storybook animation. <laughs> it's a storybook animation. Yeah, it's uh, it's lifted right from the book that they're looking at, um, oh. in this episode of you know it watches it shows the Titans coming out of the water, um, and all that. It's it believe me, it's a one to one replacement. Um, it's really? you know, it's a little bit different. Like you know they it plays out over about a minute, um, and it's like a you know like. Like a like storybook version. It's not like actual animation and whatever you would call that. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a credit sequence at the end here's of season a, two. Here's a what if for it. Probably an unanswerable question. Hit me up. Do you think that is just pulled from the book, or do you think that's exactly how it happened? I think this is like almost too objective. I okay. my guess is like as with most things, the truth probably lies in the middle. Like, sure. I don't think it's, like, Grisha's bullshit version of, like... Yeah. They were really... You know what I mean? Like, it, you know, they were really liberating people or, like, they were, like, the forces of good. And I don't think it's uh, Marley's version either. Mm. It was probably complicated. Um, yeah. like, but yeah, I think the beats are probably that. the same, right? Like, the, yeah. you know, I bet the Titans did come out of the water. Um, mm. But that's what they show at the end of Season 2. Super wow. weird. That's cool. Isn't that weird? But, yeah. the, you know, we've seen some shit like this... You know, like, there are scenes in, uh, remember, like, way back, like, in season one in the pilot, where Aaron has a fever dream, and they Mm. used frames for that in season four. Do you remember that? Yeah, you had made mention of the, uh, the the room with Willie and the toys in the bed. Yeah. Oh, and while we're on, on, on that note, at the, uh, at the end of season three, part two, the basement reveal... There's that episode called That Day, which is like one of the... It's basically the reveal episode, right? Of Grisha's Grisha's childhood. Um, Grisha is running out the gates with his sister. And he bumps into Mr. Ksaver. He almost knocks him over. Oh my god. Yeah. And like it's, you know, it's unmistakable because of the glasses, right? Like there's no... The glasses are such a specific thing. Um... Yeah, Fuck. yeah, it, you know the foresight involved. Um, was he wearing Was he wearing his armband? He had a regular armband on, so he wasn't yet a uh, uh, candidate. Okay. Um, but I you know, he looked so. like a teenage version of himself. Hmm. Um, but he had an armband on. But, he, but yeah, it was a. Yeah, I'll send you the frame. It was a hundred percent him. Really? Eh? That's awesome. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Crazy planning. Crazy attention to detail. Like I think you said it. And I was telling my friend uh, Alex about this recently, that I never really considered Attack on Titan a blink and if you and you miss it type show. Yeah. Because like to be fair, like it's not like if you don't notice these things, you don't yeah. enjoy the show. The show's exactly. awesome, mm-hmm. but it, I think upon rewatch, um, it, it's it's going to be even greater for us. You know I'm, what I mean? Yeah, I'm. I th- I think we had talked about this, but when this, you know, I think this episode has painted a pretty clear picture that this is, they have to be doing a part two. Um, that I think they just like just the corner they're in, like there's no way there's so many story beats that are just left open that they, they can't do in a 20 minute episode. I genuinely believe it's impossible, but, um, I'm immediately jumping right back into season one after, after this. Oh really? Oh, for sure. I, this, well, the show has just kind of like enveloped us, you know, for the past few weeks and you know we're, we're so we're so invested with it you know between talking and watching and you know and doing this each week it's just i i need to get a bigger picture just the things Fair that enough. have happened over the past couple weeks um i need to see i need to see some personal reactions and like just i need to watch people's faces a little more knowing what i know now you oh, know it's God. i think it, well because you're you're i think you're almost done your rewatch now so it's we're we're I'm, slowing we're very slow we're like yeah. like not even mid part one of season three yeah <laughs> the amount of uh reality television i have to watch in exchange for attack on and titan episodes is remarkably <laughs> remarkably disproportionate <laughs> what's the uh, what's the exchange rate on that uh i don't know it's like you know to be fair um you know we've got through quite a bit um on the front end like yeah, it was a you lot hammered of, like, through season two. Hammered through seasons yeah. one and two, but we've really slowed our pace. So right now, I think I'm paying dividends in the form of uh, Love Island, Australia. Oh, there you go. And let me tell you, Grant, that's some good stuff. <laughs> um, 
No, it's 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 a different kind of drama. We'll just put it. Are we announcing? Are we doing it here? Are we announcing the Love Island pod? Yeah. So really excited to announce uh, after Attack on Titan, we're jumping right into Love Island. Yeah. Fuck My Hero Academia. Yeah, yeah. It's Love Island Australia. Yeah, exactly. Um. So so anyway, um. Yeah. Uh. There's there's tons of shit to be found, littered throughout the show. I just thought of another one back in season two but i mean i think you'll remember this one too grant is when reiner realizes that ymir can read like a can um or something do you remember that moment no they're trapped in a tower in season two yes okay and i believe it's a language or something that ymir reads and it's clearly an object from marley and reiner goes wait a minute you can read this and they don't, they intentionally don't pay it off until episodes later. But the idea is that Reiner, uh, you know, after they successfully abduct Aaron in season two, yeah, only then do they revisit that conversation and be like, yeah, I knew, you know, the, the audience, if you're your first time viewer, you have no fucking clue what they're talking about. Yeah. There's this great scene with that that covers basically all of that once Aaron is abducted and Ymir is also abducted by Ryan and Berthold and they kind of have this conversation and it's very clue, clear that Aaron and also the audience is the odd man out. Mm. The three of them are talking about shit and Aaron's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> okay, um, that sounds familiar. That's... Yeah, and uh, you know who's the enemy and this and that and you could tell that Ymir knows and they know that she knows and she knows that they know but Aaron doesn't know. You know what I mean? And, hmm. and we're Aaron. But anyway, it, it all stems from this weird, like, tuna can scene. Wow. Uh, yeah. It's, I'm completely drawn a blank on that. Uh, I'll, I'll see if I can track it down and send you. But uh, anyway, all that to say, on the rewatch, it's going to be great. Very yes. excited. Oh, I'm very excited. Yeah. Anyways, we back to the... Back, back to, to the... episode 15. So, Grisha is, you know, pressuring the fuck out of uh, Zeke. He, you know, he... Zeke tries to come home early one day and play catch... No bueno, we get some revisionist history on the Siege of Lagos. And then Aaron, and then Zeke has a, a funner game of uh, catch with Mr. Xaver. Mm. And it seems like a bit of a reprieve. I think this is where Mr. Xaver says, like, hey, you've got an arm. Yeah. You're throwing heat. He's throwing, like, uh, fun baseball terminology at Zeke. Yeah. Which is, you know, kind of a... It feels like a callback to all the baseball terminology Zeke was using when he was uh, obliterating the scouts yeah. in season three, which is a weird parallel to draw. You can tell it's, it's stuck with him. This was like, it shows the impact Mr. Kasaber had on him. Yeah, it's you know. kind of sad uh, when you think about it. Um, yeah. Then Z goes home, and he hears his dad, complain, Grisha, complaining about his scores. Well, he's there's someone in the room. There's yes, yes, someone yes. from the Restorationists. Yeah, there. they're talking about who's info like, from the owl, right? Yeah, who's like putting Grisha on blast. Like, what the fuck are you and your kid doing? Give your kid like, a smack. Yeah, it's... And that's the thing, too. Like, we also get some insider info, because, like, they made it... They make a reference that it's not just the owl. That there's... They can't sway their decision. It's not just the owl can't sway the decision. Because they're saying, like... Well, you know, it's, it's pretty. Like, they spell it out, saying that, like, you know... He needs to have better scores for them to try and sway the score. But they don't just say the owl is yeah. trying to sway the score. It's they. So now I'm wondering who else in the government, in the Marleyan government, is still potentially kicking around. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. Because you have to imagine that the owl, Mr. Kruger, was not yeah. the be-all, end-all of the Aldean restorationist resistance, right? Like. Yeah. It's implied if, that he started it, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, if you're going to subjugate a race of people to seemingly endless torment, um, you know, I have to imagine that they, they weren't the only group of people that, you know, started a resistance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, maybe it was bigger than the owl. Presumably, there's still people like that around. That makes mm-hmm. sense to me. Um, there's, like, a scene here where another scene quick scene with uh scover and zeke i think mm. where they talk a bit about uh Sc- Cog- 
I'm just going to call him Tom. I think his first name is Tom. Tom, yeah, Tom. Uh, where he talks about his research, right? Yeah. Do you remember that? Or he's, he's basically saying, like, yeah, you know, I'm a Titan researcher. I also hold the Beast Titan. Mm-hmm. I'm really great at war, but... Um, Which was interesting yeah. to hear him say that. Because the Beast has been a big deal as far as we've always known it, right? Yeah. Though he does, you know, with last episodes in mind, like, it maybe in pure combat he may not be great other than hurling projectiles and decimating armies at a distance yeah at a distance but like you know if you remember the pilot of this season like he kind of needed uh you know reiner's backup um in like one-to-one combat he didn't seem great but yeah like maybe just long distance but also clearly like zeke's ability to um you know the whole titan serum or the whole his spinal fluid thing and the his ability to turn people into titans because of his royal blood it seems like he was a much mm. more proficient beast titan than tom sober mm. does that make sense yeah do they did they, is there a throwaway line at one point that zeke was the most powerful beast titan they say, like, uh early in the season yeah um colt yeah. colt oh, says okay. like you know you're like one of the most profound ones in history like people yeah. don't know why how you can do what you can do and obviously we know yeah uh, it's all comes out of the blood but um, um, is this is this also the the moment? I, there's one bad thing with this episode is it, it bleeds a little too well together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is this where Kasaver makes a line to Zeke about why would you like why would you want to be uh, a Titan? Yep. yep, yep and yep, just the look that Zeke like stops and like looks around. You're like, hey man, you know what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, like we're gonna get fucking caught. Nuts? Don't like, say that shit. It's like, kind of. <laughs> It's kind, you know, it reminds me of what now that you say it, it reminds me of Aaron saying that to Falco. It's like, mm. hey, you're a good person. Why would you want to shorten your life? Yeah. Um, and that's a big no no, obviously. Even just thinking that way is a big no no. Um, but I think it's also very interesting that, you know, last episode, Aaron talked about how Zeke knew a lot about Titans, more than Marley. And yeah. you have to assume that, you know, Xaver being a Titan researcher. He talks more about Titan lore in depth. We don't necessarily gain ma- major bombs, but yeah. he talks about the idea of, you know, inheriting memories and I want to know what happened that day with Ymir. You know, all we know mm. is Eldian, you know, we touched something. Everything changed after that. And yeah. He uh, you know, he talks a bit about that and it's super, super interesting. Um, and you have to imagine that a lot of Zeke's in- info and intel is coming from those experiences with uh, Xaver, and then obviously from inheriting the, the Titan from him. Mm-hmm. Um, he does end up dropping a bong later. A bomb, not a bong, later. <laughs> <laughs> but but we, we're not there yet. Yeah, not yet. Z goes home one more time, and, and now Grisha is fucking losing it. This dude has got some fucking vibes on him. I thought Nicolo could scream. This guy, that was scary, man. Like, Voice actor. Z- Zeke covering his ears in the other room like the only light you can see is through the bottom of the door a little too real eh a little like you know it's i can't say i've ever been in a scenario like that but, i do like, it's my kids all the time <laughs> but, but i'm like, kidding i don't have any kids everybody relax <laughs> but like that was you know zeke you know i know what they're doing this is and you know what when they did it with gabby i bought it and i buy it here too admittedly but you are not gonna fucking make me in the li- in the penultimate episode have a total change of heart on this fucking guy no it's not gonna happen and we're not but, gonna become zeke sympathizers right no but they they really 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 hit it home about how shitty his deal was it makes you know what I mean? yeah dude it it makes a whole lot more sense yeah right his motivations Seeing what he can, you know, Grisha told us an abridged version, right? Yeah. I was a bad parent. I pressured my son too much. Yeah. He didn't tell it like this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And no, it, yeah, he that didn't. shit looked like fucking hell, right? And, we, you know, I think there was a moment a couple of weeks ago we had. It might have been. It might have been when like Willie was introduced. You and I were kind of you know just shooting ideas around, and one of the things we had talked about was. We, we still don't know anything about Zeke, you yeah. know, and we've only been able to, like, kind of, par- like, we've only been able to have opinions of him of, like, little tidbits we've been parsing together. In, and pretty much what we've landed on is, like, him just being an opportunist. It's about his plan. 
this episode and these scenes, like, obviously there's more to come, but, like, we've already seen, you know, in prior when Zeke, you know, sent, like, you know, calls his parents out and, like, reports them in kind of thing. But, like, this episode has done a good job to show that he has had a goal. He's not just some, like, he's not just some power-hungry, you know, I think he has a vision. I think it's a flawed vision. But this episode has done a good job into and it's they did the same thing with fucking gabby like gabby's nowhere near is the i didn't think gabby's evil i think she's a confused kid but she could be zeke do you know what i mean yeah no i do i do like it's it's a this end episode is tremendous like the the bonds and like and you know what maybe i take that back zeke isn't maybe not an opportunist but the way he melds from like grouping to grouping you know, like, he's at home, he, he was at home, like, learning the stuff about, like, you know, the, the true, you know, Eldian history, and then he kind of fit right in with the revisionist history stuff, and then when Tom started hitting him with stuff, he kind of melded right into that, like, it's, yeah. he was just always looking for a home. Yeah, he was a kid, you know, you know? I think he was desperate, yeah. he was desperate for mentorship and for affection, and he yeah. definitely didn't get that at home, and then this yeah. Tom guy takes this genuine, or seemingly genuine interest in him yeah and he has to compartmentalize that as a kid right like oh my parents restorationists that's bad i can't let that be known on the outside but on the outside i have to let my eldian guilt like mm. you know consume me and everyone has to, but my parents say that that's not really how i should feel mm. you know what i mean like i think it's just a lot for a kid to process yeah. and, it, and it makes sense that he ends up kind of fucked up i'm a grown-ass man watching the show trying to fucking put this shit together <laughs> i could not imagine what he as a character would be going through it's insane yeah this the whole marley shtick is such a raw deal like you know it's yeah and i i have a point that and we'll get to that later but is there a in this world is there a greater hell to be placed in than growing up in marley as an eldian uh, in the, within the world of Attack on Titan, probably yeah. not, man. I mean, uh, they, you know, the, the, I think that the, that's a big time critique on yeah. on uh, on maybe just modern society and how and and then just framing things within context and how fucked up that all is. Yeah, it's a raw deal. It really, yeah. really, really sucks. And I think it's uh, this is yeah, this is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving forward after this, you know. Zeke is walking home one day and he hears Marley Brass talking about how they're they they've got a lead on a group of Mar- of uh, Eldian restorationists. Oh, that he was mopping and that was a sad scene too. Him kind of just like, cause Tom had kind of got the idea of like you should live. Why would you want to like yeah. kill yourself that way? And he was like, you know, this will be good. Like you know, I will live a life and I'll I'll do my best and da 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 and like yeah, I'm gonna make the best of it. You know, and it was just. And like he had him. a new friend, right? Ah, it was, fucking. That was his window to be like try, yeah. and just be a person. Yeah, and, and immediately taken from him. Yeah, he yeah. he clearly didn't have a choice here. Um, yeah. and he does, like he takes a swing, right? Like yeah. he warns his parents. Yeah. And 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 you know, Grisha reacted so badly, and so did his mom. Like it, like, their instinct here was not self-preservation or understanding it was again like radicalization like haven't you been listening you know what Mm. i mean and you know to be fair Mm. we've seen grisha's point of view we remember that he became aware that his sister was eaten alive by dogs or ripped to shreds by dogs and he even he brings that up he says we have to change this so that that never happens again and that's the thing, too, like, in that scene, Grisha has, like, very legitimate, like you said, he has very legitimate points, but he is not, you can tell, like, he's young, and he's angry, and he's not maybe thought as well out as he yeah. should have. Like, he had, you know, he had an ace in the hole. Yeah. You know, it, it just goes to show the potential that Zeke had, and maybe not, maybe Zeke jumped ahead of the line because he did ride his parents out, but... If he had maybe a little more focused and, like, truly, truly was, like, working, you know, in, you know, in simpatico with Zeke on their goal and their mission, I feel like Zeke would have been a part of the cause. He would have become a restorationist. Certainly possible. But he was, (laughs) like, a fucking prick. Like He never had a chance, yeah. No, he never had a chance. And, like, he, you know, like, he went about the wrong way. And I think that's probably... 
like Grisha seems like a piece of work and mm-hmm. like he has his regrets but i think he has his regrets about how he handled the situation not about how he treated his son yeah when you look back at that reveal episode of grisha sort of telling his side of what happened mm. you know he seems like he had matured you know by the end of his life when he handed his titan down to aaron it feels like he had really framed a lot of that and had really learned from all of that mm. um but yeah, you know, this period of his life that we're seeing now, there are clearly like some of his worst moments. Mm. Um, yeah, not, not a great look, man. Um, no. So then, <laughs> you know, it, it's only natural what happens next, right? And again, like what we're saying, we're not trying to be like, oh, you know, if you really frame it all, Zeke's actions make sense. Like, you know, one of the things I saw people saying is like, you know, just, you know, your traumatic childhood does not, you know, admit you for your uh troubled uh adulthood right or it doesn't Mm. liberate you from all these choices and that's like a weird conversation uh to have in general but before we get into that let's just stick with the childhood zeke does what makes sense he goes to his only friend right yeah he goes to ksaver and he tells him like what the you know he just tells him and you see ksaver doesn't seem to me he's not a marleyan uh you know he's not a like an eldian um candidate through and through he clearly has his own reservations he's a researcher first he's He's a researcher first he's not uh you know he his curiosity is still there he clearly cares about zeke he might be the only person who actually does he reminds me of armin a little bit yeah you know like armin's not about the violence he's about like you know the the quest for information yeah like and you know and i guess hans would be similar and you know like he's you know, and he makes reference like we're. Not, I'm not about the war game. That's again, that's jumping ahead when they're older. But yeah, um, you know, he's been very upfront, and and that's that's a really, really other interesting part of that scene too. Is he clearly loves Zeke? And yeah, he's he he's, not, he's distraught. Right? He's distraught. He does not want to lose Zeke, and he, and that's like not like a crooked thing of of Kassaver to do, but he pushed he manipulated Zeke into a situation where he would not lose Zeke. Yep. But, you know, do you and know Zeke what I, like gets to survive, <sighs> yes. right? Like he also, you know, part of the point here, it may be manipulation, but he also says the only way you survive is if you turn them in. Yep. Because if you don't and you're caught with them, mm. there's potential that you go to. And that, you know, what do we know about the Marleans? Like, do they seem to be super reasonable, you know, when it comes, <laughs> you know what I mean? When it, yeah. when it comes to like quashing these types of rebellions, it's total. I wouldn't put it past them for a second to completely no. execute a child or, you know, send it, you know, you know, turn it into a Titan or whatever. So there's credence to that. It Absolutely. was clear that Scaver was acting in Zeke's best interest and also maybe in his own because he cared mm-hmm. about the kid. So... We already know what happens because Grisha's told us, and now we see it from Zeke's perspective. He turns his parents in. Yeah. And in, this is cool, too. You can see uh, Scaver in this episode kind of leaning over Zeke, comforting him as it happens. Uh, you know, there's like, as the Marleans forces surround his parents. Mm. He's there in season three as well. He looks a little bit different, um, but he's kind of this guy comforting uh, young Zeke. What I thought was interesting, and I might be misremembering, but I feel like when we originally saw that scene in the previous season, um, the 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 focus was on Zeke's face. Yep. At a couple points, you did not see Zeke's face. You yeah. only saw you only saw it from his parents. Yeah. You saw the back of Zeke, kind of, and there's a point where it's like behind them, looking towards him, but it's not a close up of his face. It's just you see his body, you know prior where it was like all on him and you could see you know but that's like Grisha's memory of his face you know it's not his own remembrance of it or right. not like in the moment so kind of like a perspective memory type thing yeah it was you know yeah. it was a different perspectives viewing of it was actually versus like the actual moment versus Grisha's memory of like what Zeke looked like or Zeke's reaction or, or face or whatever so I, I thought that was a cool little whether that was intentional or not I, I yeah. thought that was that was pretty fitting so, all of this episode has been leading to this moment. Mm-hmm. They, Zeke turns his parents in, and we, we finally fast forward a bit to an older Zeke. 
Mm. An older Mr. Scover, who's clearly nearing the end of his term. He's kind of coughing up a lung here. They're playing baseball. Some young Reiner, some young... Yeah, uh, we see uh, the crew. Bertold, yeah. And uh, and this is where some lore bombs get dropped. So big time. The, big, the biggest lore bomb is that... Well, there, there are a few here, but that Scover reveals through his research that he's realized that the founding titan seems to be able to change a lot, right? Mm. And we knew that. Uh, we knew that in the past the founding titan has changed uh, memories of the mm-hmm. Eldian people, right? Like how nobody on the island knows why they were on the island. Uh, but he seems to suggest that he can literally, the founding titan can literally change the anatomy of Eldian bodies. Genius. And he has an example. He says basically there was a plague some 600 or so years ago. It was ripping through people. And then all of a sudden it just disappeared. Mm. And from his, the, For the Eldians. For the Eldians. Yeah. And his theory is that the Founding Titan used their ability to just make it go away. Mm. Without missing much of a beat, Zeke says, could we use this power to prevent them from bearing children? Mm. And this is a big payoff to the beginning of the episode, right? Mm-hmm. You guys are pumping out kids. Uh, so Zeke immediately goes there, right? Yeah. And what the crazy part is that Xaver's immediately on board. He tells his own story. About really how... Cool. Super dark, but really cool. The way they shot this was... Yeah, I know. It's so good. Did but you know... Go ahead. Did you, did you notice that they were... That, that it was shot out of time? The there's I'm just the moment there's I think there's a shot of Kasaver talking and he's like fucking you know like overwhelmed and there's just like a a ram in the background like a doll and I'm like what the fuck like is that just sitting there while they're like outside while they're playing and then it transitions to you know like yeah I, I I'd like to get you know we'll go into that more. But then, like, it's, like, clearly, like, the inside of a house uh-huh. out, outside. Did I you did, notice that? I didn't. I think I was just There's focusing like a, so much on the dialogue. I haven't rewatched this one yet, so maybe I'll have to go back. So, yeah. So, like, as he... Okay, we'll get into it. He, he kind of... He regales... Because the second Zeke brings up, like, this euthanization idea... Um, or the infertility idea. The, or, yeah. Sorry, the infertility idea. Cassaber just jumps right into his story about you know his his family his family and his in his yeah. in his child in his words his childish youth he took off his armband and went out into the world met a woman had a kid and she found out and they you know like she killed like she killed their daughter killed herself yeah or killed the son killed her right sorry yeah killed their and, son and but as he's telling this at the point saying how like she found out it hasn't cut to like their bodies on the ground. So what we're seeing is like the room they killed themselves in uh-huh. with all the fixtures from that room, but just outside with Zeke and Cassaver ah. in the yard. <clears throat> but when you first notice it, when he's like telling the story, there's just a fucking like a sheep to like his left. And I'm like, what the fuck? And it almost looks like there's a desk and like a couple books. Ah. And I was like, because like as like he's telling it, he's reliving it. It, like that's like a, his perspective, like his that's his mind. Because then he picks up the ball and there's blood on it, and then like when he picks it fully up, then like there's obviously no blood. Right. But you know, but I just remember seeing the sheep. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, something's up here. <laughs> like, you know, I didn't, I didn't notice that. I'm gonna have to go back. Really, and look at it. I remember. Really cool piece of storytelling. In this yeah. moment, I was, you know, it's the only problem uh, with, with the sub, right? Is like yeah. sometimes you got to watch things twice because I was just so glued to the dialogue. I was like, holy yeah. shit, this is important. Yeah. Um, that's really killer, though. That's very cool. Um, I'll, I'll rewatch that sequence. So, so, yeah, I mean, you know, in this moment, you and I have talked a bit about what the hell is Zeke's motivation. You know what I yeah. mean? It seems this is it. Um the idea of obtaining the founding titan powers or using it somehow to maybe make Eldians infertile. Um, we flash to a different scene in which Scover kind of uh, explains this this idea of the founding titan plus a titan with royal blood equals uh, you know the ability to to use the founding titan's powers. Mm. And this is sort of you know the 
the big thing here, the crux of the problem for you and I, I think is that Scaver says very specifically, you're the key to the lock, right? But you yeah. don't get to use the powers. Mm. You need to find somebody that you trust. Yeah. That has the founding Titan powers, right? I mean, so this is kind of a one in a million shot, right? You need to have royal blood. You need to find somebody with the founding Titan and you need to be on the same page. Um, so that was very interesting. Mm-hmm. And then maybe just to close this whole section of the episode, it flashes to the last sequence, which is uh, Zeke inheriting the Beast Titan from Xaver. Yeah. He puts it on the... creepy. That scene yeah. is fucking creepy. Everyone, like, kind of slow clapping, like, watching yeah. it happen. Like, it was oh, just yeah. it's very so culty. Culty, ritualistic, <laughs> very yeah. weird. Uh, but Zeke refers to him as father yeah. as he puts on Xaver's glasses. Probably mm-hmm. because he was more of a father to him than Grisha ever was. Absolutely. And then, uh, you know, Zeke finds out from Reiner and Berthold on a ship that. Uh, so what is that? Is that when they get they get away with Ymir, but they like they they've Aaron's been rescued, but Berthold exactly and Reiner get away. What I think. Yeah. You know, back at the end of season two. You know, they finally yeah, make contact, yeah, or, so, or somewhere in there, they finally make contact, and uh, that is at, at, it's at that point that, you know, Zeke is informed that he realizes that his dad got away. Yeah, and, and he, he makes reference to the other father. I found that, that was an interesting line. When he's alone in his room, he's like, you know, after he had, like, this, you know, lore dump for him personally, and he's just saying, he's like, so the other father survived. Yes. And I was like, oh, yeah, you... You fucking slimy. You're so... <laughs> I don't know. Just something about him. No, I, I feel yeah. you. Yeah, I mean, not not stable. No. No, and it just goes to show, like, Zeke is not, like... I don't think he's all there. You know? like he's, Which he makes is, some unfortunate sense, right? Yeah. You know, like, he's he's kind of like a madman with a gun a little bit. And yeah. Aaron's the same. Aaron's had that dynamic since like oh, season gosh. one. Yeah. You know, he's just been running loose. But uh, it just goes to show, like it runs in the family, and like just how hot, like you know, how hot Grisha and how Grisha ran, and how hot Zeke and Aaron are. Like they're so like not quick to temper, but just like they're, they're so passionate. explosive. They're very yeah. passionate. Yeah, Explo- it yeah. Makes them all very good candidates for the Attack Titan and all the Titans, yeah. and especially exactly. the Attack Titan. Um. Last piece of this episode, it, well, there's two really remaining, and it's Aaron and Zeke meet, right? Mm. We don't get a ton here. We get, no. like, a quick meeting um, where, you know what I mean? That You know, they're kind of, like, behind this building. They're leaning up against a wall, and very quickly, Zeke basically says, are you for the euthanizi- euthanization plan? Because now that's how they refer to it, right? So I think yeah. the, the loose idea is they they do a good bro fist, and they turn into titans and they use the founding titan and they presumably basically take away the ability to breed yeah uh, or they make everybody infertile right um aaron originally sort of says no uh he basically says you know that he with the benefit of hindsight he has seen his their father's memories mm. and he saw Grisha killed the royal family back in the walls and that in doing that he basically saved everybody within the walls right he saved humanity on that on that side of the island by stealing the attack titan or the mm-hmm. founding titan excuse me yeah. but he says Grisha was wrong and yeah. I was wrong and then he has a very specific line which it feels like they really agree on and the line is there's no greater salvation than never being born in this mm-hmm. world, right? So the idea, you know, we've... The, the whole idea of this world being cruel yeah. is a piece of dialogue that has been floating around this entire series basically every season. Yeah. Life's not fair. They have no control over where they've been born. You know what I mean? Berthold has said it. Like, a ton of different characters have said that. Mm-hmm. And so it feels like... The ultimate response between Zeke and Aaron and what has unified them is this. Is let's just call it a mulligan. <laughs> yeah. And let's just end our suffering by by allowing us to die out. Mm. What do you think about that? Does that satisfy you as a reason to unite them? Okay. So, 
last episode you and I had talked, I, I made mention of, you know, it's, it, it was hard. I didn't want to get into specifics of theories and all that. At the end of, or at, you know, in that scene with like, you know, with the, the beat down of Armin and the, the like the, the mental beat down of Mikasa, um, I thought Aaron was the villain. The, there's too many things brought up in this episode that have alluded to maybe Aaron is about to pull a fast one on Zeke. And right. he is using Zeke's clear... Blinded kind of loyalty blinded, to the cause. Yeah, to the cause, and also, like, blind loyalty to his brother. Yeah. And wanting the brother on the team. Right. You know? So, I don't know. I, I don't... I will say, the like, it's it's so fucked up. And, you know, it's, it's easy to make a decision because it's, you know, this isn't real, but, like... I kind of get where Aaron is coming from because I think they're both coming at it from two different angles. Zeke wants it for Marley, and I still think he's pro Marley. You know, the to a certain degree, just based on how he's growing up, and but I think Aaron wants to break the cycle, whereas Zeke just kind of wants like he feels like he needs to do this. You know, like he's kind of on this vision quest or do, do, do you know what i'm getting at yeah like and i don't know because the other key thing is too like nothing no eldians from parody have done anything wrong yeah and that's what aaron grew up with yeah but where zeke has grown up it's constant you know beratement and racism and you know just growing up in a fascist country more or less like yeah you know they're belittled to the point so it's they believe that they're that rotten yeah so zeke's coming at it from a point of like you know i because i think he believes in the revisionist history of it all whereas aaron you know the i don't it's this is so in the fucking weeds like this whole scene <laughs> between yeah. these two it's um well yeah i got i have a theory yeah do you want the theory yeah the yeah, big yeah. brain theory God, sure we've had so many of these and like I mean, hopefully the winners pay for the losers. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I remember, like, Big Brain early season four was that Aaron was just trying to catch them all and get all the Titans. Yeah. It feels less likely now. I don't think that's good. Um, well, maybe it is. Because that's but the thing. I'm not letting it go yet. What was the point of gunning for the Warhammer Titan if they were just going to do this the whole time? Yeah, it seems... Uh, I mean, other than... You know, a big part of it was reuniting with Zeke, right? Getting them back, getting him on their on their side. That that mission did accomplish that, right? Mm. But okay, so here's the theory, real quick. I I agree. I I think that he's pulling the wool over Zeke's eyes, mm. but I, he needs Zeke to be the key to that lock and to unlock but, the Founding Titan's powers. But he doesn't need Zeke. What do you mean? He needs his, all he needs is Historia. Royal blood, so maybe Historia. Yeah. So, they teased her yeah. for like a hot second, and actually, yeah. I've got a theory. Okay, okay, not theories. Yeah, okay. sorry, you, you so, sorry, finish up. Mine is Zeke, or I for let's say for the sake of this argument that it's Zeke, that you just need him, and all. I think maybe the play here for Aaron is not it. I I I think he likes the idea of changing the anatomy of Eldians, but I think mm. maybe instead of removing their ability to be fertile. He removes, if it's possible, if it's possible, mm. he makes it so that they can't become Titans anymore. I That had also crossed my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, mean, I can see that. And that, that part is over, and therefore he, like, gives back, like, the power of Ymir. I don't even know if that's possible. It seems like maybe that's a bit of a stretch. Mm. So I, I recognize I'm reaching here, but I think, like, they've introduced the idea of a mechanic that you can change people's anatomy mm. i feel like that's not you know that's such a radical plot mechanic like they yeah. have to use it now it's like time mm. travel almost it's like oh so that's an option clearly mm. we're gonna use it yeah no, um so that's yeah i mean that's i don't know i have no idea i feel not at all confident about that the, but the I counter feel... the counter argument to that is is he's just leaving all these people in in marley to suffer for the rest of their lives and then also, but even then too, like, you know, cause if no one can turn to Titans, nothing's going to change in Marley and all the world is swooping in on parody. Right. Mm. So what is Aaron's end game goal? If. Yeah. How do you get no rid one... of the rest of the world? Unless like, 
maybe he's counting on the idea of disarming Eldians. Mm. Like, maybe we're not a threat anymore. We're, just, You know what I mean? Like, maybe we've disarmed ourselves and therefore... But that would be, that would be like, self-genocide. Like, they would be like, oh, okay, so you guys have no Titans? Flat, like, let's yeah. roll over them, you know? Like, it's... Yeah. It's... I don't... I, that's the thing. I know where... I confidently know where Zeke is coming from now. And, mm. like, I, his plan has been revealed to us. But Aaron is just still so up in the air. Same. What, what was your theory? Well, we, we actually have to go over the next scene first before... Right, okay. So yeah. the, the next scene is actually my favorite, maybe between... Just animation-wise, yeah. between the last two episodes that we've covered back-to-back, -back, 14 and 15. Uh, the animation scene... This last scene is Zeke and... Uh, Levi carrying, you know, uh, on a horseback uh, with uh, he's got Zeke in tow in the rain. I thought it was like beautifully done front to back. The mm. whole thing is so beautifully drawn. Um, and basically, you know, Z Zeke is saying some things that really connect with what we've just seen, right, in the past, in which Levi is kind of giving him shit. And, mm. you know, Zeke basically says, I was saving all these people. I was saving their children, you know what I mean? So you can tell that he's still committed to the cause of, of euthanasia. Yeah. Um, and Levi's a little perplexed by that, and then there's this great slow-mo scene where Levi, or uh, Zeke says, Mr. Ksavar, I hope you're watching. And he mm -hmm. triggers the bomb, pulls the pin on the, on the spear that's been uh, in him, and there's an explosion. Clearly takes Levi by surprise. For once, Levi doesn't seem to be quick enough. There's an explosion. We see what looks like Zeke's fucking torso land somewhere. Mm, um, that fucking horse just got lit, like, burnt to a crisp. Yeah, horse is set ablaze. We see, get, see a brief flash of Levi being thrown from the cart. Mm. And then we roll credits. So, this is... Okay, and this is... This is a... Like, I'm shooting for the moon on this one. Uh -huh. I, I'm not... Uh, I'm partially confident, but the, the I'm not fully confident of the whole big picture, but there's a couple couple components of the theory that I am pretty confident in. Um, Zeke is dead. <sighs> That's bold. This is... This is... Like... I think this is like a last-ditch attempt for Zeke trying to escape. Uh-huh. Thinking that, you know, Levi's dead, he'll eventually heal out, potentially. That's my thought. That's my immediate thought, but go ahead. You know, he heals out and he, he fucks off. Uh, so my, my for the moon theory is Zeke is dead. Less confident that Levi is dead too, but there's a chance. Yeah. They both kind of like, you know, their, their open angst against one another is kind of like just ended simultaneously. Yeah, that'd be a good way to go out. And that kind of leaves us on a bit of a like a cliffhanger, for part and this two. is where for part two, and I think this is where they bring Historia and the kid back into it, and Aaron has to Ooh. now. I think Aaron, it's going to be everyone against Aaron. Yeah, imagine Historia's kid is the one born with the Beast Titan. Is that oh what you're saying? Oh my god! No, 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 no. Well, imagine. Oh my god! No, but what I'm saying is like the you know because the Beast Titan is just going to be knocked out completely because no one knows where it's. Yeah, oh yeah, fuck! Yeah. Oh, now I see what you're saying. Yeah, well, yeah. Then. Imagine the kid is the one that inherits it. That'd be fucking wild. I'd yeah. love that. They're too great. Anyway, so like I said, the I, I think there's a chance. I think that's kind of just the end of his story. We had this like, it's kind of um, like not reminiscent of Sasha, because you know, because like it, it worked in the opposite direction. Like we had like Sasha died, and then we had all this like stuff that was kind of going on in her life. We found out after it. We got this big episode of Zeke and growing up and all the pain, and we see his side of the story, but we kind of know that Aaron, like... Because that would be the thing. Maybe Aaron is going to follow through with the plan, mm. but Zeke isn't around anymore, so now they have to find Historia. Right. Because they set her up, they showed her for, like, 30 seconds, not even that, 10 seconds, and they just yeah. left it alone. Like, I yeah. think there's a good... I think there's going to be a hitch in the plan, and this big is where... Big setup piece, Yeah. This is going to be where the rest of the group has a chance to catch their breath and potentially, like, put a plan together to fucking, like, figure some shit out. Because right now, everyone is, like, literally, like, scrambling. chained up, yeah. scrambling, or they're arrested, or they're, they're in prison, or they're dead, like... Ill-prepared. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's, like I said, that is my 
for the moon. No, that's that's theory. a very fair theory. You know, I I don't have anything really. I my thought was that Zeke's plan, whether it works mm. or not, was hail mary, blow the pin, hope he regenerates, hope he takes out Levi. My guess is that he survives, and Levi is not killed this way, but is mm. seriously is sidelined as a result mm. of the injuries. Um, I, I haven't thought much further ahead. You know, maybe I can see where you're going. Like maybe like, you know, Aaron and co find Zeke, mm. but maybe he, you know, maybe, uh, this is too much and he can't regenerate and maybe they have to rush to force feed him to Historia, mm. um, or something like that. But why, why does Historia need to have him? That's the one, that's one of the few things this season I didn't understand. Like, why were they so pushy about Historia having the Beast Titan? Only because she's the only one that we are aware of that has royal blood left. So why would they give her the Titan? Because, uh... Why, why, what, do they know that? Oh, yes, because, um... Well, does it have anything to do with her being queen? Only because I think that they are... Are they aware? Yeah, they are. The military is aware that Zeke's plan is contingent on having a founding... A Titan with royal blood be in proximity to the founding titan that's how that's the whole guise is under the rumbling will only work that way right mm. and the military is aware that historia has royal blood and they can maybe control her better plus zeke's team was coming or zeke's term was coming up to a close anyway and you know mm. i don't know if the beast titan necessarily has to go to historia but they just want a titan with royal blood to go uh to have that under the control and i think she's the only one right now that seems like too many eggs in one basket. Yeah. Do you remember, like, the whole, like, back when Azuma Bito was, like, reading terms? It was, like, you know, part mm. of the agreement is, like... They got the Beast Titan? Or uh, no, they it was just, it. like, you know, you need to do this. We have to do a test run of the rumbling. And then we pass it down to someone who has royal blood. But that person also has to have as many children as possible. Mm. Um, I think the idea there was to continue that royal bloodline um, in order to continue to wield the power of the, quote, rumbling which hmm. we haven't even mentioned, uh, clearly was a guy this entire time, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Zeke has absolutely no intent. Unless, unless like, it's, like, actually legit, and that's a Hail Mary that we end up seeing. Like, Maybe that's what Aaron is going for. Wouldn't that be funny? Maybe Aaron is just trying to... Cause, but that's the thing, too. Like, there's... If, it, it's, uh, if there's one thing that's just really confusing me is Flock... And the new, like the new Eldian Empire situation. Do you think they have any idea about Aaron? If if Aaron has convinced Zeke that he he wants to euthanize the Eldian population, he must be keeping the Jaegerists in the dark about that. Shit, Absolutely, right? they yeah. are just blindly following zealots. Yeah, they're following. Because... They're, they're following. They're following the like the cause of the rumbling, you know. And it's just their way to. I don't even think it was to amass an army. I think it was probably just to cause like as much disarray and chaos to kind of do what they needed to do. Be the ones to wield power for a change, right? Yeah. And maybe Aaron is aware and is taking advantage of that. Mm. But it's crazy because you look at season two, one, two, three, Aaron, you don't look at him as a master manipulator. No. Right? Like, I mean, you clearly, you know, have some intellect and, you know, maybe... You know, maybe he's devised some crazy plan uh, that that is going to really take us all by surprise. Right now, you know, it seems like you and I are both on the side of, like, he has a different play here. Mm. We just don't know what it is. But if, if not, some bleak fucking shit, man. <laughs> yeah, I, this, it was, you know, we, you and I were talking prior. Um, like, at the end of, you know, if, if we had watched, you know, episode 14... I would have just thought, like, it's crazy how much happened in this episode that just completely changed everything we found out last episode. Yeah. You know, I would, I would have, if you know, we had that week, I would have been convinced that Aaron was the villain, the big bad now, and it, this was coming to, like, a crashing end. But now, it's like, we're, like... I, I think th there's still a chance, right? Like, I want to, I don't want to put all my eggs in the basket yeah. of, like, Aaron has a way out. Yeah. Because, uh, because like, you and I have talked about, right? Like, his attitude change does track, right? Yeah. It does make sense. This is not, like, some, like, weird, like, 180 where they're just sort of subverting your expectations for the yeah. for the sake of doing it. 
he has been so vocal and annoying about wanting to fix everything uh, for the first three seasons that a lot of this stuff makes sense. Yeah. Um, it's just, do we think he's willing to go out like this? That part seems like a bit of a surprise. It's dark as fuck, but also, mm. like, could you see him rationalizing it? And it's like, maybe? I hope not. I don't know. It's, I hope uh, not. We're in the dark, man. It's crazy we how are. in the dark we are right now. So we got the finale next week. I didn't, you know, I watched the stinger, but I didn't get much from it. I think they intentionally kept it kind of vague. Yeah, it was just the like preview a, for next week. I mean, yeah. a scene of Yelena and I. Yeah, we I haven't too... seen in a minute. No, yeah. Well, I'm sure she's gonna have uh, some ever eloquent uh, statements <laughs> to say. Probably just gonna be teasing them, like rattling the cage. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that... no. Do you have anything else you wanted to cover for this episode? No, I just want to say I'm fucking ready for this ride to uh, not stop, but like I'm I'm ready to have it this season come to a close and kind of look at it back as a package and just kind of yeah just kind of take it back like this season alone is definitely worth a rewatch like the whole you know we had mentioned earlier this series itself for me personally is i'm overdue for a rewatch but this so much they have jam-packed so much into the season like can you imagine if this was the final season like regardless of like part one just say like just say if it was just one part and there was some stuff removed or they had done things differently, like, you know, we got some quality content so far leading up to the finale. And yeah, I, I think they knocked it out of the parks. So this has so, been... Regardless uh, of what we see. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy to think that the next time we're going to be talking and the next time that you guys are going to be hearing us, we're going to be talking about the finale of season four, part one. It's been a hell of a journey. I cannot believe that it's already been 15 episodes. It's, it's a crazy. little bit weird, you know, with the last two being back-to-back. But, um, man, I yeah, you know, thank you guys for listening. Um, this was a great episode. We can't mm-hmm. wait to talk to you about the finale of this season. Maybe by then we'll even have an, a formal announcement about part two. I think, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably just about as plugged in as we are. Yeah. And if not, you know, the rumbling, <laughs> the rumblings are that, you know, you know, a part two is 90% guaranteed uh, just based off of the pacing and the fact that, you know, it's, they've been very steady about how many chapters of the manga they adapt to uh, every episode. And there's about a perfect amount of manga left for a part two. Mm. Um, so we'll see, you know, um, but I'm confident that'll happen. Um, we'll probably do, you know, we're going to do a finale uh, next week. We typically drop our uh, our episodes on Wednesdays. And then maybe we'll do like a, you know, a um, like a whole season four in review type thing. Or, you know, maybe some other announcements on some different shows that, uh, that we'll be covering. So stay tuned for that. Thank you for listening. Grant, anything else? I think that's basically it, right? I think that's it. I guess... Uh... We'll see everyone else on the other side. Yeah. See you on the other side of the finale. Yeah, on the other side of the sea. Okay. Um, (laughs) Thank you for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Thanks again.